Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. and descending listeners. It's another beautiful and blessed and rather rainy Wednesday and we're happy to bring you another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass also brought to us by GH Genome. GH Genome, our duty to decode. My name as always is Yabana and I'm happy to bring you today's edition of Masterclass. Today's show is one of those shows that I would usually say comes with mixed feelings because even though we get to continue our conversation here on customer experience, stroke customer service, today is also the last show where we'll have our resource person, Esther Dukua Fusuhini, here with us on the show. But again, we'll try and take as much information from her as possible. And I'm sure that sometime in the year, we may be privileged to have her back to share some additional thoughts with us. For those of us who have been following our conversation, um, I'll just read a quick um, bit of Esther's resume for those who don't know who Esther is. And for those who have missed the shows, the last three shows, please go to our Facebook page. We have all those shows recorded on there. By all means, do download those videos and watch them and use them as training videos if you, if you like or informational videos for your company. Uh, on my way to the studio this afternoon, I had a call from one or two people who listened to Masterclass and they said, yeah, can you send me the video for today's show? If you are in that same light, you're asking, how can I get the same information? Please go to our Facebook page. Download those videos and use them as you will. Our resource person today is the founder and president of CXP Ghana Association. She's also the managing consultant of Ream CXC Limited. She's a global thought CX leader. She's got a Bachelor of Arts in English and French, an EMBA in Strategic Human Resources. She's a certified customer experience professional. She's also a certified customer service expert. And she's a certified professional trainer. She's been named among the top 25 CX world leaders in 2020. And she's currently the head of customer experience at the First National Bank. My guest for today is, uh, I, I was going to say in the next couple of weeks, <laughs> the next couple of weeks I ran out. My guest for today, and hopefully in the near future, is Esther Dukua of Osuhini. Esther, mixed feelings, but you're welcome to today's show. Thank you, yeah. Uh, and, we're happy uh, to have you. We're happy to have you. I'm happy to be here, and good afternoon to all your yes. discerning listeners yes. uh, on this rainy but sunny sunny <laughs> suddenly sunny <laughs> sunny afternoon yes, right i yes, mean yes. We, we we've tried to sort of um stem the conversation in 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 four four topical areas for those who like to take notes we've talked about customer experience as a discipline and the role of the cx professional that was the very first show mm-hmm. second show we talked about customer experience strategy and then last week we spoke about the customer-centric culture and organizational adoption 
For those who like to take notes, today we'll be talking about the voice of customer methodology, its considerations and mechanisms. We'll try and get interactive real early in the show today. We will try because there's still quite a bit of information that we need to share. Um, and when we do get interactive, I want you to pick up that phone, give us a call. We want to hear what your one customer experience has been this week, whether it's good or bad. Let's give commendation to those who offered it if it's good. And let's give encouragement to those um, who offered it if it's bad. But either ways, let's try and build ourselves, our businesses, our nation to become a great nation that offers excellent customer experience. I did get the question as feedback um, last week, <laughs> Esther, before you give me your, your one experience. Let's spend a, a few minutes talking about the difference between customer service and customer experience. And we got this feedback all the way from Esther's partners in the United Kingdom. I did mention to you that <laughs> Esther is an international woman. She's a, a daughter of the soil, but her people are listening all the way. She's a judge on one of the panels as well for customer experience. And they called and said, please, let our people understand the difference between customer service and customer experience. So, Adwa and Tim, if you are listening, um, Esther is going to do that, that quick distinction, and then she's going to tell us that one experience, and then we'll go straight into today's content, if you will. Okay. Please take okay. it away. Thank you very much. So, um, I'll start with customer service. I think we've already hosted the whole show on customer service, so I mm. won't elaborate too much on it. It is uh, when you receive a service, when you're buying something, or when you enter a shop, how the interaction with that person at the shop mm. Uh, and the pleasantness and all of that is the service you're receiving. Yeah. So we have after-sales service. That's how we normally call it. It's a purchasing service and then the after-sales service, how you reach out to them and all that. Okay, so that is service. That is very human-centric. So that is, it boils down to people. Service is delivered by people. So that is the difference. That is service. Experience is all interactions you have across all, all touch points of an organization. Example, when you take an app and you're opening, you are purchasing something. That is a touch point. But it's not a human you're inter interfacing with. It's technology, mm. right? Digital. When you call the call center, that is service because you are talking to a person. Mm. So any other touch point, any other system you use to interact with an organization, that does not include people. And those that include people together mm. makes experience. Right. So that's the, de the definition. So it's the sum total of all your interactions across all touch points. Website, app, ATM, when you are filling a form, an advert on radio, they are all touch points. The look and feel. The look and feel of the building. Anything aside the human part of it is experience. Mm. And everything, including the human part of it, makes the experience. And that is why service is very critical to customer experience because when the online experience is bad and you need to call for a human intervention, that is when service comes in. Mm. So service is very proactive. If you don't approach them or call them, they hardly reach out to you. Experience is there. Everywhere you go, you have to interact with the touch points. And that is why we always say that you need to design it intentional. So this morning, on my way to the office, I left the house quite early, like I always do. And I was listening to, Joy FM is my, my station, so I was listening to Kojo. And today his inspirational uh, discussion was on service. Right. And he was saying maybe because of the translation. He gave the translation of service in our local language, meaning to serve. And that is why people see service as, you know, a, 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 a demeaning Thing, and maybe that is how it's affecting people. But the story he gave 
brought it home the difference between experience and service. Mm. The fact that he went with his friend to purchase an item in a shop, a supermarket, and there was a long queue because there was sales and non-sale. There was a sale promotion going on. And there were a lot of people in the queue who were uh, trying to pay off sales items. But he was non-sale. And so somebody approached him and said, oh, let's move up the queue and go and pay because you're not, your item is not for sale. So you have, to have the, you have to jump the queue. And he said, no, we are all people. We are all customers. So even if I am an on-sale item, I'll still stand in queue and make my payment. So the lady said, fine. When, so they stood in for almost an hour. And when it was one person ahead of them to get to the, the till, another uh, service person brought a customer who had also purchased a non-sale item and said, boss, please, this one is non-sale. So um, let him jump the queue. It's his privilege. And he was trying to explain to them, I'm also non-sale, but I stood in the queue. And the attitude of the one behind the tail was more like, you know what? I don't care if you whatever, whatever, whatever. I can leave today if I want. They don't even pay me enough anyway. Very disrespectful to Kojo and his friend. And I was thinking about it. I was like, you see, that's the clear indication between differences between service and experience. If they had gotten the experience right, the service would have been perfect mm -hmm. because their processes had a question mark to it. The process was, if you take a non-sale item, jump the queue. Yeah, but even if you want to make that policy, create another tell. That's the thing. The thing that is what yeah, I'm telling you. That's the difference between experience and yes. service. You understand? Experience is everything you want to do, put the customer in the middle and mm. think like the customer. How would the customer feel? Because customer experience is all about emotions and empathy. Yeah. So if they had planned it well, if they had designed the journey of those who are coming to make non-sales purchases and those who are coming for sale purchases, if they had accurately designed that journey and intentionally designed how they want the experience to be like, all of this would not have occurred. They would have either gotten another sale mm -hmm. or something else. Do you get it? Yeah. So that was the experience. So the experience itself fundamentally was wrong. And then there was also a challenge with the service. But it wasn't truly service. It was actually the mindset, cultural mindset. Mm. That is where organizational adoption yes. and customer-centric culture comes in. Because mm. that deals with people. Mm. You understand? So if they had taken everybody along, if they had accountabilities and responsibilities and everything, this staff member would not have been that rude to Kojo and mm. his friend. And if they listen to customers, they would have had all this information before. And that brings us to this voice of customer methodologies. Because mm. if you listen to your customer, then you know what the customer needs are. And then you can design to suit your customer's need, the preferred experiences they want to have. So that was how I wanted to start okay, this, so this, this to, topic. So that institution which offers that kind of service, we are all learning as a people. <laughs> Um, let's learn to do things properly and make sure that next time the experience we give our customers are not ones that they regret having, but yep. ones that they look forward to. Like Maya Angelou said, people will forget what you gave them. They'll forget what you said to them, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Most my, my experience is, again, my barbers. Ooh. Yes. Um, how many cats in Osu? Um, and I say this because, you see, they go beyond, they think like the customer. When I have a haircut at my barbers, they know that I'm coming from the office and I'm wearing a white shirt and I yeah. don't want pieces of hair in my shirt. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably going for another meeting. So they make sure that after they've done everything, they go around and, and dust everything off. And then, the, this is the part that kills me. They, they, they put a warm towel in, in, in hot water 
and they give me a good rub. So all the pieces of hair falls up. And then they give me a nice spray sheen. Mm. And I've, every time I remember it, I want to go back and have a haircut. <laughs> so it's a great experience. And that's my experience. When yeah. we get interactive, I want to hear your experience um, that you, you loved with anything you dealt with and why you want to go back. Yeah. But let's let's go into today. Voice of customer methodology. Yes, voice of customer. I think the, 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 the phrase says it all. Yeah. Voice of customer. So like I previously stated, customer experience is about the customer. It's putting the customer at the center of everything you do. And how will you be able to put the customer at the center of everything you do unless you listen to the customer? Mm-hmm. Because the customer would tell you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, what you can improve on, and then based on that, you can do what you need to do. There are different methods and various methods that you can do that. You can get customer, uh, uh, voice of customer information. Mm-hmm. And voice of customer, so we have what we call the voice of business. We have voice of customer, that is from your external customers. And then we have the internal one, which is the voice of employee. Because guess what? Your employees also use your products and services. And they are a direct interface of your customer. So they can tell you firsthand what the customers are saying. So we have the voice of customer. We have the voice of employee. And then we have what we call the voice of process. So the process that you have put in place, you should go back and look at it and let it talk to you if it's actually what your voice of customer is saying. You understand? And all three we put together, we call it voice of business. And you need that voice of business to drive a business transformation, mm. a customer experience transformation for your business. Today, we are only focusing on the voice of customer. And um, before we start, I would like to recap last week. We talked about yes, culture. And it was three questions. What is my role? Who are my customers? And what do I do for them? That is what every individual or every staff member should ask themselves. And then for organizational adoption, you need to have a CX governance and you need to break down the silos. And you also need to measure. You mm. need to have a measurement for your, uh, uh, your people. So then, what is voice of customer? A voice of customer program is a term that describes your customer's feedback about their experiences with and expectations for your product and services. It gives insights into customer needs expectations, understandings, preferences, problems, and complaints. So it's a total information from a customer's point of view, from a customer's feedback. And you get this feedback, like we just said, across various channels. Some can give you through the online. Some can give you through your app. Some can call the contact center. Some can go to your point of presence, that is your branches or your shops, to give you that feedback. Some will write it on a piece of paper. Some banks and other institutions have it right in front of the receptionist where you can, you can tap uh, on smileys to give feedback. Some will push it to you. After you interact with them, they'll push it to you, SMS or something like that. How was your interaction with us today? These are various ways rate, of... Rate our service. Rate our services. These are all voice of customer information they are gathering mm. because they need to know from each area that there's a touch point, from each touch point, how customers feel and perceive the experience that the touch point is giving them. If it is online, app, and those ones, digital ones, we call them the digital experience. They are digital touch points. We have um, the purchase experience or the buyer experience, if they are not buying from you. 
we have the onboarding experience if you have to set them up on a system or whatever so we have different types of experiences and different types of touch points and different ways of getting feedback from customers who have touched you at one point in time it can be good feedback it can be bad feedback it can be a request it can be a, a complaint or anything but you need to take that information because that is what would actually give you an idea of how your customers are seeing you and funny enough they end up giving you competitor <laughs> insights when they deal with you in this place they don't do it like this in that <laughs> yes. place it's better even i place. used it <laughs> even i made a comment like that last i think it was this week eh? was it this week i think it was this week. it was monday i want i was going to wash my car and where i normally wash the car uh, they didn't uh, they had no water so the next i think the next two junctions there was a car wash on my way to the office and i went there and i said i didn't ask for the price i said wash my car for me just the body because mm-hmm. i was sitting in the car mm-hmm. they washed it nicely and everything and then when i finished one how they did it i didn't like it didn't the car didn't look washed they didn't want to clean the carpet i said come and clean my carpet too known they came to clean the carpet and i said okay now how much <laughs> <laughs> But now 20 cities. I said, he? 20 cities, that's a lot. Even your your counterparts on that junction, they, they charge uh, 15 cities. Why are you charging me 20 cities? Uh, that's how much we charge. You talk to the boss. So he pointed me to an elderly man. And I went to him. I said, boss, please, why are you charging 20 cities? But your competitor here, that's the man here, he's charging 15. If you don't come back again, you know, 20 is too much. If you don't come back, don't come back. I have my own customers who will come back. I said, what? Actually, you were scandalized. I was scandalized. And what he said that killed me was... Take your business away. He said, Have Madam... And let me say it in three. Yes. Madam, so <laughs> won't you mean to ya? Can you find chow? Now that's embarrassing. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. So I paid. And I left. But that's the last time you... You, you see, I told myself, you have no idea who you are dealing with as a customer. You don't know the power of the word of mouth yes. and how it can break you down as an institution. Your customer just gave you free competitor insights, which you did not take. You understand? So you have lost on so many counts just because of how you dealt with the, the whole situation or just because of how the customer had felt dealing with you. And let me just chip this in. I suppose that we're all learning every day. You know, we're not perfect. And it's out of our mistakes that we become better. So here's a learning point for us. If you run a business and you at any point feel that you're doing the customer a service or a favor, sorry, mm. you're doing the customer a favor, let's begin to change our mindset. You're not doing anyone a favor. You mm. know, we, we said this here on the show last, last week. Monopolies are breaking. Competition mm. abounds. Mm. Today, the AFTA is here with us, Africa Continental Free Trade Area. So if you think you were the only one who was doing something here in this part of the world, now you're competing with the whole of West Africa and Africa for that mm-hmm. matter. So you are not doing anybody a favor by offering a service. Let's begin to change our mind and stop telling people, if you won't buy, go to the next person. Hmm. Now, word of mouth is, 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 is really fast. And the social media as well. It won't cost them anything to do a small video. And you can take them to court. By the time you take them to court, the damage is done. So let's, let's change our mindset and our thinking. You are not doing anyone a favor by offering them a service. Stop telling customers, take your business away. You really don't want them to take Mm-mm. their business away. Okay. 
right. I just thought I'd, you know, that was, that in very quickly. <laughs> I think it's very important to let you, 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 you hammered on that. You are very right, you know. Um, so moving on, um, how do we, the methodologies of voice of customer, how do we gather voice of customer information? One are surveys. I think we all know surveys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then customer interviews, where you sit one-on-one -on -one with customers. You visit them or they visit you over drinks or whatever and talk to them. Normally, we'll do this with our high-value customers, mm -hmm. you know, or, yeah, people like that. We talk to them, customer interviews. And then we have focus groups. I was going to talk about focus groups. Yes, yes. We call them friends of the company. Mm -hmm. They will tell you as it is. You know, when you sit with them, they give you a lot of information. And you, you use focus groups also to get, uh, to design your personas, mm -hmm. who your customers are and how they feel. That's, you can use focus groups. Let me just say something quickly about mm -hmm. focus groups. I mean, while the selection of focus, um, focus groups, I beg your pardon, may, may differ from company to company, what I, I do when I'm dealing with my customers is that the people who make my life very difficult, <laughs> they are the ones that I pay attention to. Because in truth, they are not. They didn't wake up in the morning and decide today I'm going to make this person's life miserable. It's a service that you gave them. It's experience they had that they're reacting to. Yep. So oftentimes you find that when you, you focus on those people during your feedback time and say, listen, I, I want to grow as a business. Um, how can I make my business better? You, they'll give you free information oh, yeah. and even competitor information. So don't run away from the ones who make your life difficult. <laughs> you find that when you have surmounted that difficulty, they become your best friends and yeah. your best advocates also. Yeah. That's my experience and that's my advice. No, you, yes. you're right on that. You are very right on that. Anyway, so then we have social listening. You go on social media mm. and then you pay attention. Most of our companies have the marketers doing that. Mm -hmm. So any mention of your company... They pick up and then they read. This is, social media has become a social court, too. I'm telling you. <laughs> if you give somebody a bad experience, they will just report it to the social court. Yes, they will make or break you. I'm telling you. They are powerful when it comes to changing the, the, the perception of a brand. By the time you post it on Twitter. <laughs> and it goes viral. Hey. Yes. Within two hours, if you haven't seen it, that's it. Too. I always say we have given the power to the customer yes. in this digital world. <laughs> and so they make or break a company. Mm. And if we don't understand that and make changes, then we are, we are lagging. And you see, it's, we, we also need to understand, Esther, that the customer, including me and you, has evolved. Exactly. The customer has changed. The customer exactly. of two years ago is not the customer of today. The customer today is spot for choice. So the customer has options. We need to understand that. If we're still dealing with the customer of yesterday, then that's where, you know, there's a little disconnect. But the customer today has changed. Yeah, customers yeah. are now more vocal too. Because yeah. years ago, if you do something in Ghana, oh, and yes, they go and you treat them bad, and yes, that's, you know, naturally, Ghanaians, we don't like, we are not very, so we say, it's okay, don't worry. But now, even Ghanaians have become very vocal. <laughs> it's true. They will either shout on social media, or they'll tell you to your face. Yeah. Or they'll say, I want to talk to your superior or your supervisor. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we've gotten to. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have to make sure that you get all this information uh, from the customer. Social media is a good place to get free information. Mm. So is website beha behavior analysis. Mm -hmm. If people come to your website, like we said, customer experience is all touch points, not only the service part of it. So a website is a touch point. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can get feed, you can understand the customer from a website is if you have that behavior analysis. You pull that information. When customers come, where do they normally click? Is it complaints? Is mm. it product? And if it's product, which product? Then it means there's a problem there. Let's mm. look. You understand? So 
you have to use the website behavior analysis for that. Online reviews. When I'm buying something on Instagram or anything, I want to check reviews. What has the experience of those who have been ahead of me been? Exactly. What do they say about the Exactly. Product? If I want to download an app, I check reviews. Mm. If I want to buy something online, I check. Now that is where the world is going to. Reviews. Reviews. And somebody can give you a review and rate you a one star. And you, 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 you know, so reviews are a good place to look for voice mm. of customer information. And you don't, you know, and one thing is ethnography, which we don't do much in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So ethnography from a customer experience perspective is just sitting and watching. So, for example, myself as a customer experience person, if I'm contracted as a consultant to do any customer experience, whatever, the first thing I do is I visit your shops like a normal, like, I wouldn't say mystery shopping, but I just sit. I probably won't, if it's a bank, I won't ask any questions. I just sit and watch. My own bank, I do it. You sit and you watch. Staff members know you are there, but they don't know what you are there for. They're just sitting and watching. You're not watching the staff. You're watching the customers and how they are, their, their, their actions and inactions when it comes to dealing with your people. And you pick a lot of the, the non-vocal ones, mm. their body language. They might be smiling, but their body language is saying, I'm not happy. You know, so and you, you can't hide that one. You can't hide it. Your facial, is, <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't hide it. You know, so... We, you pick all that information through ethnography. And all of these are methodologies that you can use. Like I said, customer experience is a discipline. And now it's a science. Indeed. You need to understand that you need to do all these things. Mm-hmm. Behavioral science is part of customer experience. You know how your customers are behaving across your touch points to make decisions. So these are the methodologies that you can use to garner voice of customer information. Mm. You know. And then... There are some considerations you need to look at when you are, you are going into voice of customer uh, data gathering. One is for you to design your customer feedback journey well. If you want to get good feedback from customers, design the journey well. When you even push the information to them, it's critical. If you wait for a week after they've visited your shop to ask them for feedback, they've probably even forgotten. Unless it's a bad one. Especially the top of mind awareness isn't in your favor. Exactly. You understand? So the timing is very important. The channel you use is very important. Even the time, yeah, timing. At times if you want to call, are you calling at around 8 o'clock when they're in a meeting? All those things count. So the channel is important. The timing is important. It has to be simple. I like using smileys. The easiest way, anybody can look, read, and then tap a smiley. Simplicity is always key when it comes to uh, designing a, a voice of customer, uh, uh, you know, product or project or system. And then authenticity. Ah, that word. Mm. <laughs> it's a mouthful, but yes, yes. <laughs> we know it. So you have to be authentic. Don't send general information. Don't send general. How was... Uh, service, no. I've ever seen some institutions that will push you. Oh, you visited our Tamale branch for a redrawal. How was the experience? Some even go as far as saying, and you, you, you spoke to Esther Fusuhine as a, as a customer service officer. Can you please rate her attitude or something? So make it very authentic to you as a brand. You know. And then close loop is the last consideration. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, designing your customer feedback well. When you get the information, what do you do with it? Especially when it is bad. You shelve it. You that hide it. it. That is what you call you ignore it. the loop. <laughs> you pretend it's not there. It becomes the <laughs> elephant in the room. <laughs> so, customer experience is saying you need to close the loop. When you have, because you have all the customer information, when you get a customer who is not happy and they have stated it in the voice of customer feedback, call them. And we realized that you were not happy with the service. What was wrong? What went wrong? Can you help us do make it better? The closing the loop makes the customer very satisfied, knowing that if you've I, listened to them. It's you don't the close loop. the loop, then they take you to the social house. Exactly. Say, Here, you can't ignore me. Here, you can't shut me up. And you find that most times, when they take you to where you can't shut them up, then you run, you start running to them. Exactly. I mean, but why do you have to wait for it to get there when yeah. you can close the loop? You have all the information at your fingertips. That is, if the organization have all these tools and systems, you know, you have all this information at your fingertips. Why do you have to wait? If you're a store owner or a small business owner, I'm sure your store person will come and tell you, hey, this customer was very upset today. What are you waiting for? Pick up a phone and call that customer. I'm oh, sure that this is Ocheni. They'll probably even diss you, boss and, 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 and staff. They'll diss you and they'll move on with your life, you know. So these are some of the things that you need to look at. Channel, simplicity, authenticity, and then closing the loop of all your feedback channels. That mm. is one consideration. Right. Please hold that thought for me. I know we have a, a lot more to share, but I do want to get interactive. This is Masterclass here on Superstation Joy 99.7. If you've just tuned in, we're here talking about customer experience with Esther Dukua Fusuhini. We're getting interactive shortly. But before we do that, we take a quick message from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Equia has sickle cell disease. Kweku is battling with prostate. Auntie Mary has a family history of cancer. All these people have either inherited a genetic disorder from parents and present in the child at birth or even due to some environmental factors. Remember that genetic conditions affect all ages, economic, social, and religious groups. Don't discriminate if they look different. Early detection may help early intervention and treatment. As we start the GA Genome Project, we invite you to join and follow our public lecture series and get free genetic testing and screening. For more updates and information on how to get the free genetic testing and screening, call 0302-959-246 or visit www.gagenome.org. Your favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 551 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention, everyone. Class is in progress.
Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We're interactive right now. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. You can also send us your comments on 055-1111-997. Today's the last show in, the, in our series of customer experience. First of all, we want to hear what your one customer experience has been in this week or last week whether it was good or bad. And then, of course, you can ask a question or share your comments as well. You can also send us that same information on social media on our WhatsApp line on 055 But we do want to hear your voice. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. If you have any motor vehicle of any kind, Goyle has some great news for you. Goyle, your oil marketing company of choice, keeps making life ever so convenient. Goyle now accepts Momo for all fuel purchases at key selected stations. Just remember to Momo it at Goyle. And that is not all. You can pick up your bank card and use that to buy fuel at any Goyle filling station, and this is made possible by APSA. So drive to any of our Goyle stations now and buy your fuel and pay by Momo or bank card. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Igedia. Did you know that disorders like sickle cell disease, breast and prostate cancers have a genetic component? Genetic conditions affect all ages, economic, social, and religious groups. The GH Genome Project includes public lecture series on the Ghanaian genome and free genetic health screening of sickle cell diseases, breast, and prostate cancers. We invite you to join the GH Genome Project. Early detection may help early intervention and treatment. GH Genome, our duty to decode. Um, phone lines are now open, 0302216541. Let's hear your thoughts. By all means, we want to hear your thoughts because today is the final edition of our conversation on customer experience. We've distinguished strongly between what customer service is and what customer experience is. But most importantly, we're talking about the methodologies or how to get this feedback that helps your business to grow, 0302216541. You can also send us your comments on 0551111997. I've got Sarah Manful from Winneba. Sarah says, great discussion, Yaw and Esther. Esther is on point, but some customers are very abusive. How do you deal with such customers? This is Sarah Amanful from Winneba. How do you deal? <laughs> Sarah wants to know. Some customers are very abusive. Well, Sarah, um, you can't run away from such customers, yeah? Um, I know, probably abusive, uh, verbal abuse, right? It's definitely not physical. Hey, not just verbal. I know of a situation <laughs> where a customer went to a certain bank. And the teller, the teller was heavy. She was getting close to her term. Wow. And I don't know what happened with the service. The, te- the customer reached inside the cage and slapped this teller. I mean, what, what happened after that is history. But I'm just pushing home the point no. that Sarah is making. Some customers can be very yeah. abusive. Yeah. But what do we do? We are all trying to build this thing together. So what do we do? You see, uh, this is from a personal point of view. I would not... Uh, I would not stand for any customer to abuse my staff, whether verbal or physical or what emotional or whatever it is. Because before my customers are my employees, they are delivering on the service to mm. the customer. It's quite unfortunate that these things would happen, but I think that the company or the higher up of that company should step in. Under no circumstance should a customer be allowed to abuse a staff because we want their business. Under no circumstance should that happen. Because if you stand by the customer's side, you have lost the trust of your staff. Do you know what is going to happen? They will start leaving. 
Because they know that if it has happened to Ajwa, it will happen to me. You understand? You need to let them get that trust in you that you would not stand by and let anybody abuse them. So we're, saying, so we're saying that to the best of our ability, let us help the customer with what they want. Exactly. They are agitated because they are not getting what they want. But having said that, customer, please don't also abuse the staff. And I'm sure they will have policies in place that if anything, any such thing happens, there are, there are, there are ways and means that they would address these issues. I'm sure every organization would have something, even small and medium scale enterprises would have uh, something like that in place. So, yeah. Okay. I'm still waiting to hear what your one customer experience has been this week. Waiting for my first call, 0302216541. Pick up that phone and give us a call. But while we're waiting for the phone calls to come through, we do have still have some content to share. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. All right. So we are talking about considerations, and we've spoken about designing your customer feedback journey well. Mm. The next is your voice of customer should be representative of all your customers. It shouldn't so be skewed. It should not be skewed. It should be a representative of all your customers and the end-to-end -end customer journey. What we mean by that is customers go through a journey with you as a brand or an organization. They will start with awareness. Then they'll have to make a decision to purchase. Mm -hmm. And then they will have to move on to the next and the next. So there's a, there's a whole journey involved in the customer life cycle. Mm -hmm. You have to measure customer feedback across all the journey points. So if they, they, they hit you at the awareness stage and they ask a question, you can glean information from that question they are asking. Mm. When they, they are purchasing from you, mm. the feedback they will give you or the feedback that you, you request for them, you have to use that into, into consideration as well and so on and so forth. So it should be a representative of all your customers and the end-to-end -end customer journey. The third one is you must not forget to pull feedback as well as push it. Mm. So when customers give you feedback, customers will, will go on social media and give you feedback. Pull them. That's free information. Mm. But at times you also have to push, send them SMSs, send them, get, oh, how are we doing? Once in a while. So customer feedback is push and pull. The more personalized it is, the better. Exactly. I know someone who says, when you send me a good morning in the, in the, at the beginning of my day and you didn't have the decency to type G-O-O-D-M-O-R-N-I-N-G. <laughs> And you type GDMN. I won't read it. I won't even What's respond. What's Well, it's a short form of good morning. Right. I wasn't. It says I, I won't even respond because you didn't. It's not that important to you. I'm not important. Why? Don't don't send me a shorthand of good morning. Type the good morning and send it to me. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, come on. And. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this is how people feel about different things. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And if you know your customers well, you know how to, people want to be addressed. Hello, Esther. Yes. You know, by their name. I always, say that, I always say the name is the sweetest sound mm -hmm. and, and, and word to everybody. Their name. Imagine the kind of uh, emotional journey a customer goes through. When your name is Yao Banafo, and you get a text that says, Good morning, Yao. It goes, oh, no, 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 we're happy to reach you. Thank you for banking with us. Yao, a free, we will reach out to you. I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> Exactly. These little little things, eh? No. They go a long way to mess up the customer's experience. They and they'll leave you and you don't know what happened. They won't tell you about it. They just walk away. So let's be very, very careful. And then also let's understand that there are two primary reasons for doing this whole thing. Voice of customer, uh, 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 pushing voice of customer and gathering that information. Two primary reasons. One is finding the truth. Mm. And two is fixing it. 
So push that information. Get the, the truth from the customer's perspective because the customer's truth are your truth. So the customer's truth are your truth. So get the information from the customer and don't sit on it. Fix it. That's the only way the customer Solve will the know problem. you are listening. You fix it. I think I have a caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from. Hello. Good afternoon. Yeah, Right, Lukman. How are you, my brother? It's been such I'm a long doing, time. Yes, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Good, good, good. Talk to me. Yeah, please. Is it always fair to compare prices, especially as a customer, if you don't know the, the cost of operation between the competitors? Example, as a butcher, I always make sure that I protect my customer's health. But when somebody comes and compares my price to somebody I know and I know how they operate, and you compare the prices, is it fair? I know I always try my best to provide my customers the best quality of meat. And the quality and the quantity, they should get it. But I know my competitors' food prices are a little lower, and the customers will always complain of those prices, especially those who are in the government properties. They don't pay tax. Most of them, they don't, they don't even know what income tax is. They don't know what is health. Do you understand? I, and they don't even pay rent. And you come and compare those prices, is it always the best? Thank you very much. Thank you, Lukman. I think that's a very heartfelt um, concern there. But yeah. Lukman, you, you're a good man. I remember you asked this question earlier on in the year when we were talking about something else. You're a good man and you have a good heart. Keep doing what you're doing because in the end, it will pay off. But let's hear what Esther... I think I have another caller on the line. Esther, so just make a note of that. We'll, we'll react to Lukman. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from. Good afternoon. My name is Larry. I'm calling from Tema. Um, I have been. It's, it's rather interesting that I just sat in my car and I started listening to your program, and I have a question. Right? Um, I I have been online looking for a repair for a product, and then I contacted the the company's online platform. Now, I don't know how customer relations probably work, but I'm supposed to make payments before any any form of repairs. Now, the individual is not allowing me to talk to the office manager, but expecting me to make payments first. I don't know if um, I don't know if it is in line with what you are discussing. But is it is it okay for the customer to transact business online without speaking to the um, office manager to confirm any form of payment before the transaction is done? Larry, I think that's a very genuine question. Please yeah. uh, keep listening. Esther will react to that very quickly. And okay. We'll go back to Lukman. Okay. So, um, uh, for for your your question, uh, what I would say is, normally, in a, for for customer experience purposes, if your a customer is not very uh, satisfied or not very clear on 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 the next steps to take, or are not is not very clear on the feedback being given by the, the company, you have every right to go out and, and, and request for it. I'm sure that if it's online, there should be a contact, there should be an email that you can send to get confirmation before you are comfortable enough to transact. 
I would not advise if the company is not being very clear on their policies mm -hmm. and, and and all that and the processes, and they are not allowing you to reach out for ex extra information, uh, information, and confirmation, and confirmation and affirmation from yourself that it's the right thing to do, then kindly desist from continuing uh, your 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 relationship. Uh, but it's very don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. We are talking about customer experience. The customer wants confirmation. Do not block the customer from getting the confirmation they want. If your policy is pay before service, if they go to your manager, he will tell them the same thing except in a much nicer way. In the end, if they have to pay before they get the service, they will, but they will do that knowing that they are more comfortable now to do it. Exactly. So I mean, if you're not, not comfortable, customer, if you know? you're not comfortable, you desist from doing any business with them. It's your prerogative. You are the customer. And I'm sure there will be options out there. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.